This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon. This is Front Row on the Bigger Picture and I'm Sharmila Ganesan. The Theatre for Young People program by Kuala Lumpur Performing Arts Centre has been around since 2008 and has trained and mentored over 150 young theatre practitioners um, as the years went by. So during a year that has been particularly difficult for theatre makers, KLPAC is providing a platform for the program's alumni by staging a show that taps into what they've learnt and also allows them to create their own works. So it's called T4YP Emergence 2020 Love and Loss and it's showing from the 17th to the 20th of September. Joining me to tell us more are two of the people involved Narmada Shanmugam and Adam Hamizan. Thank you for joining me guys. Thank you for having us. Firstly, maybe the best place to start would be which years did you guys participate in the T4YP program? So for me, I was in 2017. Mm -hmm. And Adam? Yeah, and I was in 2019, last year's. Ah, okay. So you're one of the, you're the most recent batch, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think when KLPAC got in touch to do this whole like alumni program thing where each of you get to kind of, you get to work cross batches, right? On on uh, on your pieces? Uh, yeah. So when Mark and Ching, uh, the organizers of this, they came up with the idea, they emailed us. And for me, it felt really exciting because... T4IP, whenever we talk about it with in between batches, it's like a community. It's like a family. Uh, they say that once we finish our final showcase at the end of the year, then we're part of the new T4IP family. You know, we're new members. So to work with people that we haven't worked with before, but we are also in the same community, it's it's really exciting to see how different people work. Yeah. I agree. It was really exciting. And especially now when, you know, a lot of us um, who shows have been cancelled and everything has been postponed indefinitely. So it was a really nice platform and it was nice to work through batches. And it is different from from what we've gone through in T4YP because T4YP, we were learning everything. Everything was kind of new to us or to most of us. And and now over the years, what we've learned over the years, we're kind of like putting it all together. And right now we kind of, they're giving us that freedom to create everything by ourselves and they're just watching us, guiding us. So it's quite an interesting process. Mm. Yeah. So um, uh, just explain to me how the process itself works. I know that, uh, so basically uh, you've, you guys have been brought together. There are 26 of you. Um, you've been brought together and you've been split into different groups. And the whole thing is being overseen by uh, Mark Bodesilva and Holy Ching. Uh, but what happens independently? There are eight pieces, right? So um, how do you guys work? Um, was there a brief given to you? Yeah, so... Initially, what happened was we all met through Zoom because it was still in the early stages and we it was a Zoom meeting and all 26 of us with Mark and Ching, we just spoke about what was relevant to us or what we, we were going through during this time. And from there, Mark and Ching saw that there was a recurring um, theme of love and loss in all our stories and they decided on that theme. And from there, we were broken into different different groups and each of us were supposed to, um, in our groups, talk about what it was very common between us and try to see what can we create from that. And what is what is important for us to tell? What do we need to put out there at this point of time? Mm. And 
from there, it was also still a lot of um, online meetings initially, in, even in our groups. And only in the last few weeks, we've started meeting up for real, for uh, physical results at Cloudpack. <laughs> yeah. And in terms of what each group is doing, you know, were you given a particular structure or a particular approach or was that left entirely up to each of you? It's really, it was really up to the groups to kind of make that decision um, because this whole T4IP emergence, it was really um, them giving us the opportunity and us the license and the freedom to kind of um, create work by ourselves because, um yeah, we're kind of newcomers into this industry. So, um, and we've only ever really worked as actors following directions from directors or creators. And so, this is a chance for us to kind of create our own work, our own performances in the mold that we want to see it in. Um, so, it was really up to us to kind of delve into the theme of love and loss and see what comes. Uh, in the discussions uh, in our groups. And so I can, I feel like you will see very different uh, types of shows between the groups uh, because the discussions were very different. Mm. And all of you are simultaneously performing as well as having a hand in the creation process? Yes. So how, what was that like? For our group, what I noticed was it was, it is kind of a challenge because before this, we always act as a performance and we have a director who's telling you okay this works this doesn't work and you know um yeah they have that final say but now we don't have that person there and and we are all creating we're all putting ideas on the table and you know it was kind of a challenge like okay what do we take what works and all but i guess i'm kind of um in terms of our group it was quite nice that once we started exploring on on these ideas and we would know when it fits like you know you just know when okay we all agree on okay this works let's go on with this so but it's still a challenge you know like okay like what do we take what do we work with yeah and adam yeah um well <laughs> like it's at first it's like you, you it's really fun at, at the start because you're thinking like oh okay i can make the decisions i can <laughs> come up with my own ideas you know no, and all of that and then then you then the realization comes that it's like a daunting task that you have to organize yeah. a lot of different things that usually you don't have to be in charge of and and also there are like there are days in re- in the rehearsal process in the creation process where they're just dry days where you just burn out and you can't come up with anything new or you're not really feeling um the feeling as connected to what you're making as before. But yeah, I guess that's one of the challenges that we face um, early on. But now that we're getting closer to the show, we've kind of found, um, we've kind of found uh, a fixed thing that we want to work on. And yeah, we found the excitement again. I guess that's the process in anything that you really do. Yeah. <laughs> so how many people are in each group? Is it an even? So is it essentially 26 divided by eight? Uh, I think no. it's not even, yeah. It's, it's like, there are some groups that are four, there are some groups that are groups of four, there are some groups that are groups of three, like mine. Mm. And then there's some that are two. Ah, okay, yeah. interesting. Um, so tell me a little bit about, I, I really want to hear about what 
your individual pieces are going to be. But before we hone in on that, um, tell me a little bit about the theme itself, um, love and loss, right? Um, it's in a year that I think with the pandemic and, and uh, you know, particularly having to have spent so much time alone for most of us, it does seem like a very significant theme. Um, mm-hmm. What was um, for you guys as a group, you know, what was your entry point into approaching this as a theme? <laughs> I think for us, um, I, if as a group, or or as the whole whole batch, are you talking about? Yeah, I, I no, as a, as your particular group, it basically your experience. Yeah. So for our group, what we did was we had a recurring team. I'm not sure if they kind of know what we were going through individually and put us together for a certain reason. But what we realized in our group, um, there are a few of us who dealt with with grief um, mm. and who have dealt with a physical loss. Or, or even some of us who who are dealing with loss, you know, the person is still around, but you you know you just grieve the person who is not available to you. Um, so we all had that when we started speaking and going deeper into what it meant to us. We found this recurring theme of grief in all four of us for my group, and from that we started asking questions and like, how was that process for us? How was how do we deal with that grief? How do we how do we um, you know, like for those of us who have lost someone physically, like it's not just we wonder if if it's just us grieving or what about the person who has left? Like, you know, do they grieve? Uh, so all these questions started coming up and like what would we, what do we wish uh, for a person who has lost? Like oh, how do we see them in like in in the afterlife or how would they want their afterlife to be? So a lot of questions started coming up and and for us, it was just answering those questions, trying to answer those questions. And our piece, I would say, is a lot of, you would get a lot of glimpses or snippets of this, like these little answers coming up. And, and it's going to be very open to interpretation. Like it's not a literal, you don't get those answers immediately, right? It's very different for all of us. So it's really... Um, kind of like a metaphorical image that you see and it's going to be open to interpretations. Mm. So that was how we dealt, like started going through it. Right. And what about your group, Adam? Um, For my group, we kind of attacked the theme um, at a surface level. So we kind of saw it. We didn't, uh, collectively, our group realized that we didn't really want to go deep into um, the theme. Like, we didn't really... Uh, maybe it was our energy levels that day or something like that, but we didn't really feel like intellectualizing it at that time. So what we what we did was kind of did some research on, like, love stories in Malaysia. And that kind of led us to doing uh, folklore. So that's basically, um, yeah, so we're going to be basically doing our take on uh, Malaysian folklore. Um, uh, I, I, uh, the name changes from place to place, from person to person. Um, but the, the, the name of the, the folklore that I know is like Naga Tioman. And it's basically uh, a story of love and loss uh, between two people. And, and we'll be doing it in an interesting way, which um, 
because this is a platform for us to learn and uh, practice our craft and to learn new crafts along the way. So we decided to give uh, to tell the story in a Wayan Kulit uh, style um, to kind of maybe because we're using a Malaysian folklore, we might as well use a Malaysian medium too. So yeah. <laughs> So even just between the two of the your two groups, you know, it's it's so different how each of you have decided to tackle this theme. Um, you know, what are some of the other approaches that the other groups are doing or, or themes that they're exploring? Ooh, um, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I really don't know. <laughs> Is it meant <laughs> to be? Do you guys work in isolation? We do. We ah, do. okay. Not, not, we all work in our own group. It's actually also a process. What what Mark and Ching wanted us to do is, in, in the seventh week, which is the week before our show, we're going to be watching all the pieces and they want us to learn how to analyze different pieces and give comments based on that. So it's also... We're also like learning all these different things here as well. Right. So um, it is uh, being described as an experimental theatre platform. So I was um, wondering whether, I was wondering whether, you know, as part of this process, um, are you guys sort of trying different approaches? Is it a sort of linear staged play or is it something that's actually more experimental? Experimental is, I would say, fair um, because um, there are... so the unique thing about the T4IP alumni is that um, since leaving T4IP, since graduating from T4IP, a lot of the alumni have kind of left and taken up different branches um, in theatre, in performing arts. So there we have a, like a multitude of dancers, of actors, and uh, and like and behind the scenes people who have gone through T4IP. Um, so there are going to be different elements that will be in in some ways working in unison um, to kind of make this a new uh, show for you. So it will be experimental, but I don't think it would be extremely experimental in a way that will um, surprise viewers to the point of like, whoa, like that's that's really different. Yeah. So, but it will be very interesting to see. Yeah. What do you find that you've learned through this experience so far? Well, for me, um, it, I've learned that because I've learned that I can write, um, which I guess is um, something that I don't really encourage myself to do because it's one of those things that you hold yourself back. You don't really want to get started on. But through this process, because of the way that we're doing it, um, it kind of forces you to uh, take you outside of your comfort zone and learn different things to kind of uh, bring the, the show together. And so writing uh, more specifically in rhymes and in um, and to follow a storyline, that's something that has really that I've really learned about myself um, that uh, has added kind of to my repertoire in a way um, to performing arts. Yeah. I guess for me, it would be more of taking leadership uh, as you know in this in this artistic process because like I said earlier before we always had someone who was like leading us in a way and now it's all up to us and we all have to you know be responsible of certain things and and that has been something where I feel like okay now we, we have to make these decisions and yeah that is what I've I've learned and I'm learning how to you know be better at making these decisions now. So it strikes me that actually um, this is 
a particularly interesting time to be talking to young people or, or a new generation of theatre practitioners because it's also a year where things don't actually look very positive for the arts. Um, there's been a lot of talk of not having funding. You know, shows were stopped for nearly half a year, um, and everyone's still trying to figure out how to make things work again. Um, what is it like to be? What is it like to be working on a show, or you know, working working in the arts, thinking about creating art at a time like this? Um, it's been a relief <laughs> for me. Um. It's been a relief that there's still an opportunity for young people in the arts industry to kind of um, to take part in these kinds of things. Um, so yeah, we're so grateful to uh, KLPAC and Creator Foundation for sponsoring this whole thing, because it's it's before this we've uh, like for me personally I've had projects doing MCO that have fallen through or been postponed or cancelled, and there was a time in in that time where I was really wondering, will there be arts um, going forward? You know, um, not only in my life, but in in ev- in the world as a whole. You know, so now that there's this opportunity, it's it, it really kind of uh, it's really encouraging because it shows that there's still there are still some people who believe in the, I guess the young people. Um, to give them an opportunity um, to continue this journey of theirs. It's a little different for me because before this, I was I had a full-time job uh, being a physiotherapist. And during the MCU, I lost my job. And I would say it's kind of like a blessing in disguise because after that, then I now have the time to get involved, more involved into the arts and and more opportunities. I'm thankful now, slowly things are getting better and, and slowly, you know, there's more opportunities for shows. And I think it will, I do believe it is It is definitely going to be something that will pick up again. And I'm looking forward to, to being more involved in it. Mm. Finally, what would you guys like for the audience to take away from watching the show? Um, I would like the audience to take the message that we're trying to put across of love and loss, um, that it is a theme, a message that is very malleable to one person to another. Um, It can mean so many different things, but it can mean the totally same thing. And we just want, I just want uh, the audience to go away from watching our show, thinking that there's a bigger picture here with love and loss that you can kind of um, uh, bring home to your friends and family. Yeah. Narmada? For me, I would say I would like the audience to feel comforted and to know that we're all in this together. And um, yeah, they're not alone. And it's going to be, it's, it's going to be something where I, I would like them to resonate. We all resonate with it differently, but I, I hope that they will resonate with at least a few pieces and, be confident with it. I think we could all use a little bit of that this year. Thank you so much. Thank you, Narmada. Thank you, Ad- uh, Adam. No problem. Thank you.
I've been speaking with Narmada Shanmugam and Adam Hamizan, who are both in the upcoming show called T4YP Emergence 2020, Love and Loss. Uh, the show brings together alumni of KLPAC's Theatre for Young People program, and it's showing from the 17th to the 20th of September at the Kuala Lumpur Performing Arts Centre. Tickets are priced at 25 ringgit, and for more information, go to klpac.org. And if you've missed any part of this interview or any previous Front Row segments, you can download the podcasts on bfm.my, on our BFM app or on Spotify. You've been listening to Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.